Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Is there someone in your life that knows your deepest, darkest secret? Someone that accepts all of your good along with the bad? Is there somebody you feel comfortable bearing it all to? That's the experience of emotional intimacy. And today, we're talking about creating it and then keeping it alive. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Leslin. <laughs> nice change up, Les. There we go. <laughs> Someone has got to write in with a better idea than what we have. Yeah, howdy. <laughs> hey there, partner. <laughs> um, seriously, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. We're, it's pumpkin spice latte season. I mean, how could anyone not be good? Yuck. <laughs> there is nothing about that that sounds remotely appetizing to me. Oh, I, I, the day that it came out, I was there getting one. I'm such a sucker. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people must do it because they have big signs that say, it's back. Yeah. And um, they keep doing it earlier and earlier. I mean, pretty soon they're just going to have it year round. <laughs> I like pumpkin pie. But and I I don't mind a good pumpkin roll, mm-hmm. uh, or even pumpkin bread and muffins. But pumpkin spice it's like drinking my bread. I yuck. <laughs> the the secret is to order it with half of the pumpkin syrup in it. That's the trick. So it's less sweet. Yuck! It does not sound. It <laughs> You're not really, buying it. I am not buying it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry to all of you pumpkin spice lovers out there. It's kind of like a, a chai tea latte. Yeah, I don't like or that. Or chai tea. I don't like the the cinnamon or the allspice or whatever. It's just not my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. I, it's kind of funny because we, we our taste buds have a tendency to kind of go along the line. I like really sweet and sour stuff. I love mm-hmm. grapefruit. I'll drink grapefruit, anything, really. Yeah, I love and, that. And But there's a lot of people who go, ew, when they turn their nose up to that. Yeah. So to each his own. That's yeah. what makes the world go round. <laughs> so... What are we talking about today? So our conversation today is going to be about emotional intimacy. That sounds very heavy. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know that it is, but maybe for some people it could be like, oh, no, I'm not going there. We use intimacy. Well, let me ask you this. What does intimacy mean to you? Yeah, typically it would. I would think of something sexual if yeah. someone said intimacy for sure. Yeah, I, I I have to admit that I get a little bit of a kick, and I don't know why because it's not really a word that I guess I ever use. But I get a little bit of a kick when somebody sits on my couch and say, "Yeah, we had intimacy last night." <laughs> <laughs> do, do people really say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. We were intimate. I. I use much more direct, me too, crass words. <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, I might not say we effed last night, right. but I, you know, I think um, had sex. People don't say that, no. Sometimes, but okay. not very often. And to be honest, I, th- in all fairness, I think people, especially initially, um, have a sense that they should be more gentle, um, like around you. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I look like an old lady or something, but... I don't recall having ever felt that way. No. (laughs) Obviously, there are people who don't, but I just... When I think of intimacy, I don't think of sex. I think of holding hands, snuggling. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when when I think of physical intimacy, I really... As a matter of fact, often I'll say, well, did that lead to intercourse? And they're like, well, that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's just kind of interesting. But emotional intimacy yeah. is the same thing with your feelings, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, when we think about intimacy, we're really thinking about a connection, right? We're connecting. Right. And emotional intimacy is about emotionally connecting. It's the experience of the, it's the thing that you experience with like your closest friends, family members, and romantic partners when it's all said and done, it's about creating a connection. And this is the key that allows you to feel safe. Hmm. Even when you're telling them, obviously, the good and the bad. Sure. Right. If you have a safe space to bring up confrontational things mm-hmm. or derogatory things, right. then that's that's an emotionally intimate um relationship yeah what i don't know why this just popped in my head but it it seems like this would be like the relationship where you would be able to tell like risque jokes or something like that where like things you wouldn't normally say in public but like they know you yeah they know your character and your heart and all that stuff so if you say something a little off they understand yeah it's really where Emotional intimacy is where you feel safe to be you. It's free of judgment, a, a space where there's no judgment, no criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And and friendships seem to be the easiest place to sustain emotional intimacy because we, you know, the reality is we don't live with our friends 24-7. And so we can right. take little breaks. And our closest friends generally are the people that we first know that kind of emotional we associate friendship with that kind of emotional intimacy sometimes sometimes with family um, my mom was really easy to talk to but I never shared all of my deepest darkest secrets yeah. with her yeah um with the place that they really become uh, important and equally problematic is in in um intimate relationships and I say yeah. intimate in um romantic relationships sure. yeah. right you, in order to have a sustainable romantic relationship, mm-hmm. the single most important feature is emotional intimacy. Yeah. Not physical. No. Mm-mm. Right? Bodies are going to get old and wrinkly. <laughs> right. And physical intimacy may not, for whatever reason, always be something that's readily available. But emotional intimacy is completely free. And it needs to be readily available in a healthy relationship. Yeah. My husband and I are fortunate in that we, we get along really well. Um, and we've, we have a unique 
marriage in some ways, not terribly unique, I guess, but we don't live near any of our family. Mm -hmm. Um, That's more common these days. Yeah, definitely. So we haven't always, I've always had this, you know, thread of jealousy with all of my friends who have parents nearby or, you know, Mm -hmm. siblings nearby that will come watch their children for Mm -hmm. them. Free babysitting. Free babysitting, right? Like that's like the holy grail of motherhood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You just want free babysitting. Um, So we've never had that as long as we've been parents ever. We've never lived near anybody. Hmm. Um, And so that's presented challenges at times with this because obviously the most easy way for a parent to kind of reconnect with their spouse is going on a date right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and when you know we're we're not like super cheap but yeah nobody likes to spend money constantly on babysitting i mean Mm -hmm. it it adds up really fast when you have three kids um how much what's the going rate these days for three kids well i've been very lucky because my neighbor across the street um will babysit and because they live so close she'll just walk over and Mm -hmm. I, i don't pay her very much so mm-hmm. probably for three kids, it should be around the neighborhood of 15 bucks an mm-hmm. hour. Um, so that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then you want to go to a nice dinner mm-hmm. and then, you know, you're 200 bucks in for the night and mm-hmm. you know, you can't, not everyone can do that every week, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, of course. or should you spend that kind of money? <laughs> you know, it's $800 a month. That's like two really nice cars. <laughs> And yet, I would just <laughs> comment that what is the price of the of right. that time? Well, what is the actual cost if you don't do that? Yeah, huge, astronomical. But we worked around it. Mm-hmm. We worked around it. So of course, we went out on dates. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when it is worth <laughs> ten times that to get out of your house, to get out of your, you know, your setting that you're in, and just focus on somebody else. Yeah, to step away from being mom and dad and be husband and wife. Yeah. Um, So, of course, we do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We also, one of the things that I think is so underrated and so, you have to work at it, which is shocking when you sit down and think about this, but you actually have to talk to your partner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really... About something other than children, money, and the house. Right. So, I'll ask my husband, like, hey, what'd you do today? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so easy to just give like a one word or two word response. Oh, it worked. Everything was fine. And you're not, I mean, other stuff happened in your day Mm -hmm. and you don't talk about it. And it's easy just to never really talk about the things that happen in your day. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because sometimes you don't want to rehash it or you don't think it's that important. Mm -hmm. But it leads to good discussion, first of all. And it's important that they know these like minor stresses or minor victories that you have to experience them with you Mm -hmm. and share them with you. So one thing is just talking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking. Mm -hmm. Um, It's free. (laughs) It's easy. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. And I want to add that make sure that when that, making sure that when you're initiating that conversation, you're asking open-ended questions. So there's a huge difference between did you have a good day and what was the best part of your day today? Yep. One is going to initiate, you know, one's going to um, inspire just a, yeah, I had a good day. Right. Or no, it wasn't that right. great. <laughs> and the other part is going to have you digging for information. Yeah. More than anything else, what it does is it demonstrates to your significant other that you have an interest in them. Yes, definitely. I hear so much. They don't really care mm-hmm. about me. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, I do a lot of couples counseling and the couples who are in trouble, somebody feels left out, unattended, invisible. Right. It's kind of shocking to me. I experienced that. um, I have a friend who her husband does something very similar to my husband. Very similar. Um, And in fact, both of our husbands were kind of going through the same process of tenure recently. Mm -hmm. And... I would talk to her about it, obviously, because it's a very normal, natural fit because she understands quite well the process. Um, Only she didn't. She didn't understand it. And and the only reason I know about it is because I talked to my husband about it and I wanted to know the process as as well as I could know it Mm -hmm. so that when he talked about it, I would understand, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you do that with sports like this? I don't know, is Dustin a football guy or golf guy? No. We're both, like, we like Ohio State football, go Buckeyes, but that's about (laughs) it. (laughs) So do you think you – so you're kind of always interested in learning anyway. Remember on your strengths, that Mm -hmm. was it. So that's a a strength for you, and and I think that might drive. But if you were somebody who didn't have an education and you didn't have a love of learning, would do you think that you would do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, anyway. I think you should do it. Yeah. I, without I mean, saying, I mean, should. saying should. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important and it, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't do it, but it, it's helpful if you choose to, to make that decision. But my, my friend doesn't, didn't know anything about the process. And so obviously she wouldn't know because she, they didn't talk about it together. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would tell her. I would say, well, here's what I learned from my mm-hmm. husband, and sure. this is what your husband is going through too. And you know, it was she wanted to know, mm-hmm. but for some reason, they just didn't talk about it. And mm-hmm. I, I found that fascinating. Um, and you know, it was just confusing to me because you know it was just different. But it, it really helps when you are engaged and actually interested in your partner's life. You don't have to. Again, we we mentioned this before. Um, you don't have to love the same things, but you have to be interested enough because you love the person. Yeah. And I and I, I will say that I think if I look back, especially at my relationship with Harlan, he was into some things that I just could not find an interest in. <laughs> right. There is absolutely nothing exciting to me about finding Bigfoot <laughs> or... <laughs> ancient aliens or you know and and it's just not my gig I don't judge him for having that interest but I was and I think the first maybe 10 conversations we had I was like oh really yeah but the 45th conversation I just couldn't get into so instead of saying that I need to be interested in everything he's interested in no I really chose a couple of things right that we both shared interest in yeah and stayed really focused on those mm-hmm. things. And I think that can be as effective. Yeah, and you have a you have a passing knowledge of the other things he's interested in. Yeah. Like Bigfoot. You you at least know what it is. Or or you know. or I just ask a bunch of questions. I sure. don't even have to have a knowledge, right. but I can ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Anything new in the Bigfoot arena? Right. And he'd tell me about a video that was gonna be released. It was supposed to be released last year and then last month and then but you know, new app. And that was the story yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just talking, going out on dates. We we are different than a lot of couples too because we enjoy doing things 
together but separately. Mm-hmm. So we're both very busy with work. And so sometimes during the – now that our all of our kids are in school – We'll take a day, and we both still need to do our jobs. We mm-hmm. both need to work, but we want to work next to each other. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to Starbucks or a local coffee shop, and we'll sit down and both pop in our headphones, and mm-hmm. you know, then we'll not talk to each other while we do our work. And so many people laugh about this. And you're calling <laughs> that a date or for, date time. Yeah. So for us, that's sort of the – I don't know the best way to describe it. It's certainly um, not like – if we had a choice, like if we could just blow off work for an entire day, of course we'd like go to the beach or do something like not work related, Mm -hmm. but we've kind of changed our expectation and, and we're, we're happy doing that's better than nothing, Mm -hmm. I guess I should Mm -hmm. say. Right. Because it leaves the door kind of open for what will often happen is we'll go to lunch, right. We'll take a break, Mm -hmm. we'll work, then we'll go to lunch, and then we'll go back to work. Like, so going to lunch is a date. That's a date. It's yeah. kind of like a date inside of a date, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but you know, there's we're, we are not talking, but we're just in we're just physically close. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is that you guys make time to be together. Yes. And in that togetherness, some part of it is connecting, like over lunch and having mm-hmm. a conversation. But maybe the majority of it is. We're in the same room, but we're not doing the same thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's certainly a place for that in every relationship. And I can't tell you how many couples I talk to who say, after dinner, he goes upstairs and watches his TV. I go to the den. I watch my shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why not lay together on the couch? Somebody have an iPad or a laptop and watch what you're doing. And, And the other person can watch the television. Right. You know, I used to... I used to sit with my headphones in. Harlan would watch Ancient Aliens or football or because he would watch the replays of every game that happened on Sunday. <laughs> um, or I would watch my show and he'd watch the replays on his iPad. Yeah. But at least if we wanted to reach out our hand and exactly. hold hands, we could do that. Or yeah. we could take our headphones out and say, hey, babe, you know. Yeah, that that's exactly right. There are... Um... There are little opportunities that come up to like hold a hand or to refill a drink or to, you know, lean over and kiss somebody on the cheek that you have the opportunity to do that when you wouldn't otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, you know, the most engaging (laughs) date of all time, but it's better than nothing for sure. It is. And I I really want to stress, though, it can't be the only thing you do. You have to take time where you're shutting down your electronics, where you're sitting out on the back porch without a laptop, Yep. where you're driving, taking a drive just because it's the only quiet space you can find. <laughs> right. Um, yep. and, and make those your opportunities to have conversations that are about your inside, your heart. Yeah. Your, you know, and, and in order to do that, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I would just encourage people to kind of we, we've talked about this before in the um, context of self-care where you know think beyond the bubble bath right like mm-hmm. there's many 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 ways to take care of yourself beyond that one thing and similarly dating your spouse mm-hmm. and, and having these opportunities for emotional intimacy is the same thing to me mm-hmm. you can have a date on your front porch even though your kids are inside yes you can do a lot of things um, to have a date 
that's only 10 minutes long. That's right. I mean, you know, everyone would love the perfect scenario, but the reality is the perfect scenario is really not going to come along very mm -hmm. often. And if you wait for the perfect scenario, you're not doing it enough. Yeah. Most likely. And I would say physical touch that does not lead to intercourse mm -hmm. or orgasm <laughs> is also building emotional intimacy. Yeah. And I want to make that really clear because we have it, you know, and it's hard for a lot of people, I get it, to go up and give your partner a really hot, sexy kiss and then walk away. Right. You know, that is the best kind of foreplay. Yeah. Right. And it's and not foreplay, it, it's the best kind of emotional building. It's like mm -hmm. saying, that says, I really love and care about you. And I don't need excuse the crudeness to get off. Right? right it's right. A, it's I don't need that. I want you to know that this is special to yeah. me. Every time our kids see us kiss and they're like, ew, I'm like, yes. Like <laughs> you know, because A, they need to see that we care about each other. Of course. Right. If they only I mean, otherwise if we never did that, they would I mean they certainly don't see things that we do behind closed doors, right? Right. So they would never see us have that like emotional physical connection otherwise which is important they need to know their parents love each other yeah and you know, I'm not even saying that you if you're uncomfortable with the displaying affection you it's not something that you have to do but it is a very healthy behavior mm -hmm. um, well hand-holding is similar of course. I mean it doesn't have to be this big makeout session in the kitchen but if it is it's a, it, yeah. that's okay too I mean right. I, I do want to emphasize that it's important to have a comfort level um, and I think that it needs to be appropriate, you know, it mm -hmm. doesn't, we don't need to have a lot of groping necessarily in front of kids. <laughs> um, although, you know, there's lots of people that see that too. Um, I think that the, again, the point is to spend time connecting. One of the, one of the really hard things after you've been married or together for a very long time is we make some basic assumptions mm -hmm. about there's nothing left to talk about. <laughs> right. You know, one of the ways you build emotional intimacy been getting to know somebody by asking, yeah, you know, sure. what's your favorite color? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite song? Yeah. What's your, you know, what's your um, most fun memory? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But after 20 years, we assume that we know that. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's harder when you're focused on like household stuff too yeah it is you what's know. your favorite song today is it the same one that it was no definitely not does dustin know what your favorite song is mm, probably not yeah no although i i have to listen to whatever my kids want to listen to it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> right now we're listening to a lot of taylor swift's new album in case okay. anyone cares to know. <laughs> would he know what your favorite television show is yeah would um do you know what his favorite color is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Double check tonight when you get home. I should, yeah. <laughs> he knows my favorite movie. I know his pod, I know all the podcasts he listens to right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really what you're demonstrating is that you've taken an interest in not just the person Dustin was when you met, but the person that he is today. Yeah. And that's going to be a different that's a different oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah sure. And likewise. So I want to 
make sure that we mention that sometimes this this um, behavior or decision to divide and conquer as we raise our families becomes super problematic. Mm-hmm. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to connect with our partner. And there's more and more temptation to have those conversations with people who are not our partners. Yes. And there is something called emotional infidelity. Yeah, explain that. Emotional infidelity is when I am choosing to engage in emotional intimacy with someone other than my partner. So this is in place of the partner, not in addition to? Correct. Most of the time it's in place of, right? Because Mm -hmm. the truth is, is we can't, we don't have that much to give our, to give out. Okay. Right. If I'm sharing my fears and secrets and most inner self with my coworker, now I've just engaged. I did what I need, right? I did what I needed to do. I, I connected emotionally with someone. And so I'm going to go home and I don't really have that desire urge. That's right. Yeah. Um, And so I've given it to somebody else and not my partner. And it's, increasingly problematic in the society where we have instant access again texting mm-hmm. you know if i'm yeah. texting my coworker, oh my gosh i'm so excited i just got a raise blah 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 and i'm not sharing that information with my partner yeah that's crossing the line right if i'm talking about my frustration with my kids or my partner with someone else yeah that's crossing the line yeah um if I went to the movies and I really want to talk about it and I'm not engaging with my partner yeah. and I'm doing it with some dude at work or th- that's crossing the line. And and it's not one incidence of that, mm-hmm. right? But it if it becomes a friendship that is satisfying my emotional needs and I'm no longer looking at my partner to meet some of those emotional needs. Now I've just had an emotional affair. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sure the the test of that is if it's creating distance, right? Mm-hmm. Between you and maintaining, your partner. Maintaining. Maintaining it, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it happens in a close relationship, right? Like right. you probably think, oh my gosh, I have to go home and tell Dustin, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, I, would, I think he would secretly hope that I would stop calling him so much throughout the day. <laughs> it's not a secret. He actually tells me, like, why are you calling me again? <laughs> but I'm talking about those relationships where distance is created because of busyness. Right. And it's, and it's, a, it's kind of like a, an accidental distance. Yeah that starts getting, and, and so the emotional connection starts being filled almost again accidentally right. by somebody else. It's easy to, I mean, we've definitely gone through periods of this for sure. And I, you know, just as your kids go in and out of phases and ages, I think it's pretty common, but where you look at them as your helper, mm-hmm. like the other part of the, you know, you're half a nanny and they're half a nanny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you look at them as like the person that can help you with this mm-hmm. instead of like your romantic partner. Yeah. You know, they're the other diaper changer, mm-hmm. the other bottle warmer, that kind of a thing. 
Yeah. And to be honest, it's all of the above. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially if you've chosen to have a family some with someone, it really is all of the above. Right. I, I'm hoping that by listening to this, people will sit back and think, oh, where am I on this scale, the right, spectrum, on this yeah. spectrum? Um, where am I investing myself emotionally? And right. is it in the direction of my partner? Yeah. And if you realize that you're not and you need to redirect yourself, we're going to have a, um, a list of activities mm -hmm. on the website yeah. that you can print off to help you start that process. Yeah. One of the, the homework assignments that I give clients is to buy Lice Little Book of Questions. Mm -hmm. It's just a silly little book of, I think, 100 questions. Yeah. And... Even though you think you know what your partner would say, mm -hmm. I suggest going through and validating it. So in other words, you read the question and you'd say something like, okay, I think you would answer this question this way. Mm -hmm. And then let them say yes or no, or no, I've changed. Yeah. To just verify, what, yeah. what do I know about my partner? I want to backtrack for one second because sure. I just thought of a question for you. Um, okay, so you were saying like if you're talking about things outside of, you know, your partner, mm -hmm. um, I want to clarify something with you because I think people might be saying, well, I talked to, and we'll just use me as an example here, like I talk to certain friends about certain things, mm -hmm. right? Like that they connect with or they identify with or that they know more. Like, for example, I own a small business, so I tend to talk more about work stuff with other small business owners mm -hmm. just because they, they're sort of in the trenches with me, right? Um, I still do talk to my spouse about it, but maybe not to the level that I do with some of my friends just because they kind of uh, it's like talk shop right like they get the the jargon and all that yeah. stuff um and I don't think that's what you're saying is that you can never talk to your friends about things but there's a distinction you're trying to make I'm not saying never right what I'm saying is when those conversations begin to satisfy an emotional need that you stop turning to your partner for that's when it's a problem and it's so, so common now that we've got such a huge intermingled workforce because mm -hmm. you're absolutely correct that your coworker is plugged into right. the thought process of what's happening in your, your business office. environment, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. And so it's... You don't have to lay any of the groundwork. You don't right. have to do any explaining. It's very, very easy it's easier, right, to have that conversation. But if I have so many of those conversations that I stop sharing what's happening at work with my partner, right, that's a problem. It's a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah. If those conversations begin to include more personal details, if I am having a business lunch and we conducted business and all of a sudden I'm talking about the Little League game this weekend and how frustrated I am with the coaches and I'm really giving my inter my inner self yeah. to into this conversation and it right. and I don't do that with, with my partner also yeah um and I would say you know I need to touch on it 
maybe if I, if I feel really good, close with this person, I can touch on it. But mm -hmm. the, the heavy duty details and my feelings about it mm -hmm. need to go home and be shared. Right. right. Um, otherwise, and again, I'll, I think what I really want to reiterate is one thing at a time mm -hmm. is rather innocuous. Yeah, sure. But they build up. Right, right. And all of a sudden, I had a client maybe six or seven months ago who told me he was in love with his coworker, mm. hadn't acted on it. Um, and it, and he didn't know what to do. He, he said, I don't think that I can keep working here. Yeah. Um, because he said, I'm in love with her. Yeah. And he was married. You know, mm -hmm. and he said, and what I'm realizing is that I don't have the impetus to invest in my marriage. Right, right. Because I'm not getting there what I, what I think I have with this other person. Yeah. And that can be, I mean, that's, it didn't happen. He didn't just walk in and say, oh my God, I've got the hots for this. Right. It wasn't, <laughs> it, that wasn't it. Is that yeah. over time they had developed this emotional intimacy that, replace the energy he was investing at home yeah i i watched that happen actually at a company i used to work for mm -hmm. i watched two people have an affair both yeah. were married yeah mm -hmm. it's very very i mean it's very common and again i'm not even talking about the the physical things right so the 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 red flags to look for are am i sharing with my partner are we laughing together are we mm -hmm. spending non-family, non-responsibility time together? Yeah. Do I feel safe talking to my partner? And, or do I, do I avoid talking mm -hmm. to my partner? Um, so again, you can either pick up life's little book of questions or our try this at home this week will be to print out the uh, question sheet that we have on the website under free resources and spend a little time with your partner. Um, going through the list of questions. And that's our discussion for today. We hope that you will share this with your significant other and other people that you love. As always, we are grateful that you took the time to listen. Next week, we're going to be talking about the ego. And that will prove to be very interesting. We hope that you will join us. If you have any questions or comments, please do reach out on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com, and subscribe anywhere that you listen to our podcast. If you're an Apple listener, we would love it if you would take just a couple minutes and offer us a review on uh, Apple. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.